I'm David Whittale, Director of Marketing and Communications at Amber, and you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. Everyone's definition of happiness is different and unique, and the things that make us happy in our jobs can vary from work-life balance to feeling secure or taking satisfaction from a job well done. But sometimes when the world is really turbulent, it's hard to be happy, (laughs) never more so in times like these. But today I'm happy to be joined by Tia Graham, an inspirationist and founder of Arrive at Happy, a company with the mission of inspiring transformation through the science of happiness and neuroscience. We're here to talk about Tia's brand new book, Be a Happy Leader, and find out how happiness can create transformation in organizations, drive growth, and promote employee retention. Well, hi Tia, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today for the podcast. I thought it might be useful if before we start, you could perhaps share a little bit about yourself and your career today, please. Yes, well, I'm delighted to be here. So I had a 15 plus year career in the luxury hospitality industry, and I led sales and marketing teams for many different types of hotels and resorts around the United States, as well as in Europe. And then I started my own company, Arrive at Happy in 2017, and I partner with organizations to help them grow by boosting employee morale and motivation and productivity with the science of happiness with keynote talks, leadership, professional development, and consulting. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Now, I'm going to ask you the $15 million question to to start off with. So a nice, easy one. Why do you believe that happiness in business is important? And the reason I'm asking this is because there's a lot of, there's a fine line, I suppose, in many cases between coming to work and being happy and coming to work and being engaged. So why do you believe that happiness is important and how does that really fit with engagement and then productivity as well, I suppose? Yes. So I believe that happiness is important at work because it affects all areas of our lives, both our career as well as our personal life. So on the personal side, it affects our health, our longevity, our personal relationships, because you know everything with, with work and personal life is all interconnected. And happiness at work is vital because it directly connects to how creative and innovative we are, how engaged we are. For salespeople, you know, the research shows that when salespeople are happy, they will sell 30 to 40% more. Um, It affects loyalty and retention, teamwork, client satisfaction. I could go on and on. And also, you know, for, for leaders, when leaders come to work happy and well, they positively affect not only their teams, but also their team's families. So the ripple effect is huge. I mean, with that in mind, you mentioned that you, you run a company called Arrive at Happy. Can you tell me a little bit more about what the organization does and, and, and give some examples of some of the work that you've carried out since you launched in 2017? Yes. So Arrive at Happy is a is an organization that really wants to partner with different types of companies. And I work with all different types of companies from different industries. And the majority of the work is partnering with leaders to teach leaders how to increase their happiness and success using the science of happiness, positive psychology, as well as neuroscience research. So creating happy, well, successful leaders for companies, as well as teaching leaders and inspiring leaders how to create really happy teams so that the team members take great care of the customers, do their best work, stay at the companies that they're at, and are, you know, creative and innovative. And so how I do that is through 
keynote talks, um, leadership professional development programs and executive retreats, as well as consulting. And then, of course, now the book that's coming out, Be a Happy Leader. And types of work, for example, um, and I'll just share one or two, is working with, for example, hotel companies that are having a lot of turnover and their engagement scores are low and their customer scores and satisfaction is not where they want to be. So teaching leaders how to really increase the morale and happiness of their teams so that the business is stronger, doing that with executive retreats and, and leadership coaching as well. Um, another example is working with, um, I'm working with a law company right now where there are these fantastic lawyers, but they have no idea how to manage people. <laughs> so really working with them and the paralegals so that they can um, increase the, the morale of the law office and really retain all of the support staff that are crucial for the lawyer's success. I mean, there's loads in there that I'm absolutely going to come back to you about. But um, I think, firstly, many congratulations in the publication of Be a Happy Leader, uh, which has just come out. Would you be able to tell me a little bit about what the main themes of the book actually are? Yes. The main themes of the book are prioritizing and choosing to make happiness for yourself a priority and using the research behind the science of happiness and neuroscience to continuously make choices to be happy and to be well in all areas of your life. So that's a really big theme is about your own happiness as a leader. Another big theme is about prioritizing your people and having your team be your number one priority and creating really connected teams that have psychological safety and trust and autonomy so that the people on the team thrive at work. And then another big theme about the work are business strategies that I have cultivated over the past 20 years with leading teams, as well as running Arrive at Happy to be really efficient. And I say, I use the word ninja to be a ninja at work so that you don't have to be working all the time. I say a happy leader has time for their family, has time for exercise and sleep and all the other great things about life. So there are strategies in there to be efficient and to achieve business results without working around the clock. I mean, there's a lot in there. And I think that, you know, if we consider the traits that are essential to being a great company leader, you, you mentioned psychological safety, you mentioned work-life balance. I think a lot of people listening to the podcast will be saying, you know, in, in the current climate, it's really hard to to have these traits. So how do you think that people listening to this could really develop the traits that, that you believe are essential to being a great leader? Yes, well, it definitely is an extremely challenging climate and of course, changing daily and weekly. And I recognize that. And a lot of very busy executives ask me, you know, I want to take care of myself. I want to spend more time with my team, but I don't have the time. Where do you find the time? Mm -hmm. And what my, what my answer is, and I think it's answering your question as well in the current busy climate is looking at your happiness and looking at your self-care as part of your business plan that by, you know, exercising, spending time with friends and family, sleeping, doing one-on-one -on -one meetings with your team, spending time with your team, all of these actions will actually drive the business forward. We always feel like there's a never-ending to-do list and that then those, those actions get pushed down low on your priorities. But actually by putting them first, 
you will be a better human for your family, for your team, as well as you will drive the business forward. So I say, look at all of these actions as part of your business plan, as part of your growth plan. And in the current climate with so many uncertainties of people working at home, um, hybrid work, you know, the increase of, of technology in our lives, et cetera, that prioritizing your self-care and happiness, as well as things like psychological safety and, you know, creating trust, really spending time building relationships will actually make you as a leader and make the team and the organization more resilient and better able to pivot and flex, um, which is going to, you know, going to continue to be needed and to develop the traits. I will say, turn to the science of happiness, look at the research on adult neuroscience and look at all the research on employee morale and the strategies and tools are there. So I think you don't need to figure it out on your own. There's so much incredible research available right now. I mean, we talked a little bit about the the turbulent climate and, you know, obviously things are changing on a daily basis. You know, even before the pandemic, we talked a lot about VUCA, volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. And do you think in terms of happiness and you know, as a leader thinking about how you can be happy and how your team can be happy. Is it about assigning time in your day to, to, to really focus on your happiness and, and take the time away from, I, I suppose, the, the, the daily work to, to really put that in place? Yes. So it's very easy because I've been there to have a rhythm where you are working Maybe you eat and you sleep, work, eat, and that's, you know, you, you go in this rhythm and that rhythm creates a state of overwhelm and chronic stress, which has you operating more from your amygdala, not your prefrontal cortex. If you are just continuously working and never taking time to step away, you know, and so leaders need insight, leaders need creativity, leaders also need to be positive and optimistic. Of course, not every single second of every day, but they need to be inspirational and motivational for their teams. And so assigning time in your day for meditation, for exercise, for reflection, for connecting with your family and your friends and not constantly looking at Slack and your email, um, spending time outside, all of these different actions, learning and growing. You know, I talk in my book about professional development, whether that be TED Talks, reading books, taking classes, et cetera. All of these actions, when they're assigned in your day, they are going to make you a stronger leader and they're going to inspire people to do the same because no one wants an overwhelmed, chronically stressed team either. So leaders need to set the example. Just with that in mind, if we think about the the definition of happiness, I think for different individuals, their definitions of happiness could be different and unique. So I suppose it connects to their motivation and what makes them tick. So if a leader is working with their team to ensure that they all feel happy and psychologically safe and, and engaged and you know they're, they're getting that work-life balance, how do they start the process of catering to make sure that everybody in their team is happy in their own sort of individual and unique ways? Yes. So there are wonderful technology tools available based on research to measure your team's happiness. Of course, you can also do this with one-on-ones and in team meetings and really understand how people are and, and ask the question, how well are you? How happy are you at work? And the goal is to have, of course, more happy days than unhappy days while you're working to really have motivated, engaged, 
driven people. And there's a framework that I use. It's actually Dr. Kahneman's theory of human motivation. And within this model, it's focused for leaders to focus on both the relationship side as well as results. So making sure that people feel connected, that they belong, again, like psychological safety that we said, as well as looking at how much meaning do people feel is coming from their work? And are they are they understanding how the organization is doing? Does everyone know the results of the organization and getting consistent feedback with coaching, et cetera? But this, you know, the, the simple answer is, you know, just asking and of course being creating the space where people can be honest and, and let you know how they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And then I suppose considering the way that the work environment is at the moment. So in a lot of organizations, they're still fully virtual. Some organizations are are moving to more hybrid ways of working. And it's looking like this trend is going to increase over over the next year and uh, and moving forward. There has been a lot of, of debate and discussion around how engagement is working in virtual and hybrid organizations. So some perhaps for want of a better phrase, old school managers are sort of thinking, right, well, we need the team to all be together so as we can monitor everyone's performance and and make sure that everyone's engaged and and I suppose, you know, on a level of happiness. But lots of organizations are really engaging their staff through giving them more flexibility, allowing them to work more remotely. So how can leaders sort of, um, I suppose, measure that happiness level when when the team is, is disparate and not always together at the same time? Yes. So a really great tool that I recommend to a lot of my corporate clients is this tool called Friday Pulse. And it's actually based out of the UK and and based on um, science as well. And with this tool, every single Friday, it's like a quick, you know, 45 second measurement tool leaders can use to quickly see how people are doing and see trends in different teams and divisions of the organization as well. And even though you're not in person, you know, doing phone calls and whether it's Microsoft Teams or Zooms, et cetera, and starting off the meeting, you know, talking about what's going on in their personal life. And I would, I uh, use the term whole body listening and, and really holistic listening in the book as well of really paying attention to your team members body language, tone of voice, everything that they're not saying is going to be a very strong indicator of how they are doing and having regular conversations so that you can see changes and having very open discussions to measure how the team is doing and not just diving in. You know, it's very easy in meetings to just dive into, okay, here's the strategies, here's our goals, right right to work. But having a discussion and and making sure that every single person is speaking up and talking and having that leader really pay attention to the energy of each person. And I know that everyone has Zoom fatigue, but you want to have videos on on a regular basis so that you can actually see, again, body language and nonverbal is going to tell you a lot. Even though you're not in person, you're going to have a sense of how they are doing. And I will also say when you're, when there's less communication, when you can see, you know, very short answers or, you know, not, not smiles and all of that, you're going to get a sense like, okay, they seem really stressed. And so in this virtual hybrid environment, I am challenging leaders to be more in tune with what their teams are saying and not saying and how they're acting 
over email, over the phone, over video. I think that's great advice. Thank you very much. And then I suppose my last question to you is, as we mentioned, your your book um, has just come out. Um, We've used the term leader quite a lot during the interview, and we we talk a lot at Amber about leaders at all levels throughout organisations. So I suppose, just to finish, who do you think should read your book? And, you know, what would you like the next step to be? You know, would you like to create sort of a global movement of of new thinking based on the book? And uh, and what would you hope to achieve from, from what people can take from it? Thank you so much. What a great question. So who should read Be a Happy Leader are leaders who are feeling very overwhelmed. They're stressed and they feel like they can never get their head above water. They. This is also a book for people who don't feel fulfilled, whether it be in their with their work or in their personal life, but they're not feeling optimal. They're not feeling really happy. And it's also for people who are having unwanted turnover and they're not achieving business results that they know that they can. And even though they're working extremely hard, that they're not being as efficient and and the team is not achieving the results that they know that are possible. That's really who the book is for. Um, and it's for, you know, leaders of, of teams of all different sizes. And yes, I, this, this book and my mission for Arrive at Happy is absolutely about a movement of creating more happy leaders at work and hap- more happy people at work. You know, I don't know the, <laughs> the stats for, for the UK, but I know in the United States, two thirds of leaders are disengaged while they're working. That's a lot of unhappiness trickling down the corporate ladder and it doesn't need to be so, you know, I, I have always been extremely happy and engaged while working both in the hotel industry, as well as with arrive at happy and life is short. And so I really want to, I really want when, when people think of work, I want them to think of excitement, joy, fun, connection, contentment, and so on. And, um, and, and the world needs it now more than ever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, firstly, I was I, I just want to say thank you for writing this book. I think it is the perfect time for a book like this to come out. And I'm certainly very much looking forward to, to, to reading it in a little bit more detail and finding out more. And also, thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak to me today and, and sharing your insight and some really practical advice. Um, like I said, a time when I, I don't think we could need it more. So thank you very much, Tia, and, and all the best with the launch of the book. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Tia's book, Be a Happy Leader, is published in January 2022, and you can find out more about it and order your copy at www.arriveathappy.com. There's also a wealth of articles on happiness, productivity, engagement, and well-being on Ambition's website at www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition.